Momentum Volleyball is the online Canadian hub for volleyball storytelling, reporting, and event coverage, allowing content creators to connect with fans, coaches, and players. Momentum is the hub for athletes, coaches, and fans to find free and paid volleyball content, and we are proud to be the voice of Canadian volleyball around the world. Head to MomentumVolleyball.ca to subscribe for free and get access to exclusive content and all your Canadian volleyball updates. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome back to the show. We've got a super, I'm super excited for what's coming today. I think it's going to get a little bit heated, which it rarely does on Sharp Cuts, though. we got to maybe think about renaming the show or get way more intense, Josh. Let's go. Anyways, before we get into it, just want to remind our listeners and viewers out there, we are on YouTube at Sharp Cuts Volleyball. We have no comments to talk about today, Josh. I'm absolutely disappointed after we worked so hard last week to try to get people to comment nothing awfully disappointing but if you're listening and you can't comment because you're on the podcast thank you still for listening we appreciate it but we need some support because we are have no idea what's going on anyways today we've got a great guest victoria altamare was joining us thank you so much for joining us v i haven't seen you in years this is a great opportunity for us on the show to reconnect with people we've never seen in such a long time so welcome to the show how are you feeling guys thanks for having me and also i've never heard anyone say my name like that with such an elongated a uh, yeah well i gotta give it some flair to try to keep things interesting it was good maybe it's not working now you got the spicy italian flair <laughs> Okay, great. So, Josh, I'm not even going to give you a chance to speak because, you know, I'm already setting us up for some intensity. But uh, the first thing I wanted to get into, I'll tell like a mini um, how I kind of came to this. So the other night I was kind of chatting, engaging just about, you know, the youth sports scene with uh, and I won't name names. But, you know, a person had mentioned to me that they really didn't like the volleyball community. I know blasphemous to say, right. Who would who would say that? Unbelievable. But they kind of had some reasons too, and just mentioned that they experienced kind of this snooty kind of snobby, pretentious experience seen in kind of the youth uh, and high performance volleyball community. So I figured I'd pose that question to the group tonight to see if we need to come in hard defense of the volleyball community, or if we actually agree and maybe we need to figure our shit out. Wow. I thought I was ready for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. And then I, and because I'm thinking about it, and we very well could have played the part of a snooty, like being a part of that snooty community. So I want to defend it. But then on the outside, looking in as a washed up player, you're like, well, yeah. It, Josh, you want to start us off? Well, I went I went defensive right away. I, I do see the snootiness. I think when it comes to like when you ask people to play in a certain event, they're like, oh, who else is playing? Like they won't do it unless they are, they are the levels appropriate to them. But uh, I will say as, you know, a kid from a small town being a multi-sport athlete, Garrett, I've never left like a, a volleyball tournament and like there, there hasn't been a fight in the parking lot. And that happens in box lacrosse all over Ontario and all over Canada, probably hockey as well. I, I think baseball and soccer can get a little chippy, a little like saucy where leaving a volleyball tournament, I don't think I've ever had a conflict, whether it was like a RAF, a parent, another, I've never even like witnessed it where like, it was kind of a regular thing playing lacrosse around the province. So I'm just saying that I think the volleyball community is pretty inclusive and like soft, almost like pretty fun. Like everybody's pretty chill about it. I've never had like an incident where I'm like the, the sport caused me of an incident with a complete stranger and you're having a shouting match in the parking lot or the hallway of an arena or something. 
Yeah, well, like it wouldn't, right? Though, like this kind of, it's kind of insidious in its behavior. It's not like, and I agree. Like, I don't know. Can you think of a time where you've ever seen people get physical and f- actually, I have one time that I absolutely <laughs> I think <laughs> absolutely I yeah. was coaching a tournament one time and it got heated. Everybody's celebrating. And one of the dads comes right up to the sideline and cheers right in our guy's face. And then our my head coach, who was a little bit wacko at the time, just goes and charges him. And then everybody benches clear. Everyone's like holding everybody back. And so I was like, OK, so I don't think it never happens, but I don't think it happens a ton. The question, though, was around like the snobbiness and kind of the behind the back, the pretentiousness. And I got to I got to call you a little bit, Josh, because you are a volleyball snob. And you have made a few comments historically on the show that would indicate that. So I'm not sure if you can really say that. You are part of the one percenters. <laughs> is this topic about me, Garrett? Is this like an area of grievances with me right now? <laughs> well, it wasn't, but now it is. It absolutely now is. I'm trying to think back to what you actually said, because I was saying I, you you were a volleyball elitist is what I was calling you, because you kept saying like, oh, no, like, you know, we got to. Anyways, I yes, it did. It didn't start that way, but now it absolutely is. Are we going to solve this? Probably not. I will. Okay. I guess I, I actually, at the youth level, I think the snootiness is attached to the club. So I think there's some oh, ownership. Oh, you're going to call out some clubs? I, eh, I don't, I'm not going to call out clubs because <laughs> I, I think I'm so far removed from that. So it's not fair. I might even say yeah, a yeah. club name that doesn't even exist anymore. Like I might say Scarborough Falcons and you guys are like, that hasn't existed uh, for well, 25 I, we years. We would know who you're talking about, but I, everybody would go, what is that? Exactly. So I think, I think at the youth, there's a connection with clubs, right? Gear, coaches, warm up, right? And so for someone new coming into the sport, I think it's a little, you know, how do I get in? How do I belong to that club scene or that particular club? And then, I don't know, Josh, as a snooty volleyball adult, what would you say? (laughs) I mean, subtle chirp there, and I'm all about it. V, welcome to Sharp Cuts. I mean, that's how I think as you go down. As long as you go down the layers of our sport, like I, I find it with beach, like when you're not training with the national team guys and you're trying to get a training group together, it's always the question of like, who else is going to be there? Cause you know, they don't want to train with just anybody. It's like, who else? But uh, I was thinking of your example when I coached high school with, at UCC where you're like a proud teacher now, but it was funny to people watch people during warm up Cause they would wear their club shirt. Like if they played club, they wanted everybody, even if they played for like the worst club in the province, they wanted everybody in the gym to be like, I'm a club player or, or heaven forbid they were a team Ontario player and they brought like their full kid and they, wanted to let all these like school players know that they're on the provincial team. And it's like, buddy, the provincial team's like 40 kids now. Like it's not that hard to get that backpack anymore, but they wanted like all of that, like St. Mike's tournament to know that they're a big shooter. So I think, I I don't know if that does happen in other sports. Like, I don't know if basketball guys wear like their club shirts during warmup or if they're a little bit more like school oriented, but I I can see the snootiness. I've witnessed it before. So maybe we shouldn't paint everything with a broad brush though. Like, I mean, my first thought goes to like the really like big city clubs who have parents who are wealthy, whose fees are like over $5,000, who practice in private schools. And it's like, is that maybe a reflection of the type of people who you end up seeing in this scene? 
I mean, that's also, am I ready to really just bury people who have money and for being snooty and snooty? I absolutely am. I absolutely am 100%. Like, I don't, I don't know. That feels like a bit of a trend. Um, and, and maybe it, di- it differs between the men's and women's division. Like, I'm not sure if you might see some differences or maybe it manifests differently for the different divisions. Because as much as they are together and Volleyball Canada, OVA, the provincial, they run them both. They're two different leagues, right? It's not like you ever play <laughs> ever play each other. So like, I'm, I'm wondering if there's maybe some differences there as well. I don't know. I went into right away, you know, Reddit, how they have that stream shower thoughts. I was actually thinking about this in the shower today okay. and that the way people enter. I did this- not tell you this topic and you were thinking about it in the shower today. No, it was just shower thoughts. Yeah, just oh, a random. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm trying to tie it to the show, and I, I my bad. No, yeah. no, no. It's I should have I should have said yes for the <laughs> sake of the connection. Um, I think about how kids enter the sport, and I think my role now in my job, I'm I'm thinking about that even more. And so, if I think about volleyball, really, it's at the school level that you're introduced, and if not, I think you have to come from a pretty privileged place. And I mean that in a good way because you're on vacation and you play the Mm. sport, right? If you have two working parents and the likelihood of them turning around and saying, you know what, we're going to sign you up for a $600 beach volleyball camp in the summer is probably pretty low. So just thinking about how do we get kids into sport? Because the default is a great soccer, cheap soccer program, right? Cheap basketball program offered by the city. So how can we make volleyball less of a, like reduce the barrier to entry at a young age? And does that shift the culture? I don't know. That is an excellent question. And you're bringing intelligence and real life experience and thoughts to the show. And I mean, I maybe should have prefaced this beforehand. We don't really take well to those sort of arguments Sorry. here on the show. It's just too, it's too accurate. It hits really close to home. I I'm mean, what, bringing up like accessibility to the sport. Oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm just hurting after you hearing you say that. Cause I mean, anything that comes out of my mouth is not going to be able to compete with the type of wisdom you're bringing, but I will try. Um, I do, I do agree. And when you think about it that way, who's playing volleyball in, at least in Canada is mostly people who can afford to, right. And it's kind of the unfortunate thing about our sport, Josh, I'm wondering in your time with like in volleyball administration, was that ever kind of, I'm sure there are programs and things to try to address that, but, uh, I guess volleyball being quite young in its popularity compared to other sports, it just hasn't had that history to be in a place where we're bringing a ton of people in from all walks of life. Yes. And I think we need to be aware of the size of numbers here. Like there's a soccer club in Oakville that is the size of Ontario volleyball. Like let's keep it in perspective of yes. how big some other sports are. Like when we talk like soccer, basketball, hockey in Canada, like there, there are individual clubs that are bigger than some provinces membership. Right. So uh, I think some clubs have approached that really well where like London fire comes to mind. Lisa comes to mind where there's kids who play house league and they don't know what club volleyball is, but they play once a week. They have a great time. They think they play volleyball, which is totally fine. And they probably go back to their school teams and they have a good experience. So uh, I think more, and more are branching out but i think the thing that gets the attention is still like the club players and who do you play for and now we got parents ready to drive like two hours sometimes to club practice or, or like whatever it is or or this club has a certain reputation or i, I don't know that that yeah. stuff just seems to come up over and over where uh, i i honestly think like the parents are ready to commit where i i don't know maybe i just didn't i wasn't aware of it when i was growing up it just seems kids are willing to travel for club volleyball right now where like kids from barry are playing in, in mississauga or things like that no, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I thought it when you, I, it brought me back to, sorry, snootiness, even Madawaska, right? You're like, oh yeah, what cabin are you in Madawaska? And it's actually, really? Like, it's one to nine. It's like, if you're in cabin nine, 
Right. But was that a thing? Like people like, oh, what cabin you're in? Because I went the one year, this is a volleyball camp in rural Ontario and they number the cabins. Absolutely. So were people taught, I went in the one time and I was in the top cabin and I hated it. I had a terrible time. So were people, do people like compare the numbers? Well, I don't know. You're 16. If I'm in cabin two <laughs> and, I, and I see someone in cabin nine, I can't help but think like, what's the difference between cabin nine and cabin two? I don't know. Right. Like which order did they, <laughs> did they rank it in? And, like and Gary, you were on two, the beach, the so there was best? probably like four boys cabins where if you're playing court women's, there's like 20, like there's a lot. <laughs> And then right, going go back to the gear, like Josh said, everybody in cabin nine is wearing Team Ontario shirts <laughs> and everyone in cabin one is wearing like... Right. But does it play out that like somebody is saying to somebody else like, oh, what cabin are you in? And like if they're in a lower cabin or play in a lower tier or, you know, it, there's some sort of stigma around that, that ah, it does happen, though, doesn't it? God, you guys must have meet. felt... Like you must have felt this eliteness and Garrett, I'll explain why. So Josh Taylor, awesome beach crew go down as one of the best beach crew members of all time. One time I'm he's wearing you, his, his crush. I beach crew too. He's, he's up great. there too. Garrett's gear was okay. He was there, but anyways, he's wearing his crush sweatpants on the beach crew. And one of the younger athletes just pointed out being like, Hey, did you play for crush? And all of a sudden Josh was the coolest guy on the beach because he was a crush guy. And it's like, if you weren't wearing those pants, okay. that kid never would have <laughs> talked to you. But now you're like this elite guy because you'll oh, crush volleyball. I've heard of yeah, that. You but must be crush. Good. I mean, come on. Crush was pretty special, Josh. So of course you're going to have some clout being from crush. Come on. That's my club right there. Buddy. And I, I know Josh, I don't know if you know this, but there was two years where there was a girl's team and I did. I have the crush sweatpants. No, no that, yeah, that, that, that is a forgotten part of history it, right there. Yeah, let's resurrect it. I have the green <laughs> crush sweatpants. I so you'd be I the don't coolest. have them anymore. Someone you'd else You'd be the does. coolest. <laughs> yeah, right? But see, now nobody cares about that. Nobody. Like that meant something for a time, and now it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. But like, oh, gosh, it, it bothers me. Like what, that, that no our sport is like that. that. Crush or is that <laughs> that's, that's what we're talking about now. It <laughs> bothers me now that nobody cares that I was on crush. Yeah. Absolutely. What, <laughs> what else are we talking about? I brought this up because I want to be the snooty one and have people tell me how great I am. He's I wearing mean, you the sweatpants right now. Absol- absolutely. You all can't see it. No, I'm not. wearing this. I'm wearing no pants right now. Oh, oh sorry. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, I did have a few examples that were cited as what how it kind of plays out. And I'll throw these at you and I'll get kind of your your feedback. So think about classic things in at least in my experience in like a club volleyball scene is what happens in like a young athlete's gym when an ace lands on the floor? What is a common thing to hear? or to witness when that happens. Are you talking about the stomp clamp cheer like the, the, the young female athletes do? See, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> and I didn't even say, I just said the context and you know the cheer. Do the cheer, Josh. I, I don't actually know it that well. You know the cheer. Stomp, clap. No, 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 you're missing the floor swipe. Remember the okay, floor swipe? Yeah. Okay, is the floor swipe first? So I gotta tell you, I had a coach, Melissa and I were on the same club team for their last year, 18 years. So she can actually vouch for this. He refused or he didn't allow us to do any cheers for an ace because he thought it was very snooty. 
Okay, so my goodness. Merv Mosher. Shout out to Merv Mosher. Yes, shout out Merv. You're proving my point here, Merv. Thank you so much for doing that retroactively. Yeah. yeah. So what is the cheer, though? Because for those who are listening and who don't know, we still haven't expressly stated what the cheer is. V, you seem to have been doing this cheer before. You know it well, it sounds like. Well, no, it was it was quickly shut down. And then I coached 18-year-old boys, and they don't quite do the king, queen, Ace? No. Jack, queen, king, ace, 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 ace. I don't know. Yeah, what are these? So this is what I'm saying. Like, I think the one I'm thinking of is the stomp, the clap, two, three, ace, that one. And even the parents know it on some clubs, I think. (laughs) Yes. So, but can you imagine being a kid who just shanked a ball and the entire other team and parents and everybody are doing a coordinated cheer to remind everybody that you just got aced. Like, and, and what about in triple ball when it's the only, like you don't even get a redemption yeah, really. That's it. <laughs> You're just like, you can't even say serve it again at me because it's like, Oh, it's going back to no, six. It's a toss. <laughs> like it rotate. Yeah. Like how awful is that for a young kid to deal with? Like, my God, where you think about basketball, like the same age division in basketball, somebody comes down, like crosses somebody up, goes in for a layup or hits a big shot. Nobody in the gym is going like, "Eh." (laughs) 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 no, but you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to step in here because I coach 12 year old basketball and they have a little bit of a swagger when they, you know, cross over somebody and drive to the net. It's not a long swipe the floor, clap, look up to the ceiling thing. Right. You cheer. Like if you cheer for a good play, absolutely. It's like if you make a big dig, you celebrate your team success. But the referencing of the ace with the stomp clap is like a direct F you (laughs) through the net. Right. And we do we do other things like that, too. Think about what we do when somebody calls a timeout. Scream like somebody just won the lottery. (laughs) We cheer like some teams. And this was bigger on the men's side, I think, than the women's. Maybe not. But I remember there being teams who would lose it. They would absolutely explode (laughs) harder than they ever did when they earned a point (laughs) when we call the timeout. A, what are you doing? But B, like. You don't care when you earn a point, but when somebody else screws up enough, they got need a break. Oh, we need to let everybody know that. And it was like, that's so rude. Garrett, I have this picture, too, of when they call a timeout. Someone actually hikes the ball up like 27 yes. feet. <laughs> Do you can you picture this? Someone's like, yeah. And then they just chuck the ball up. It's like, yeah, like uh, picture the, the provincial championship winning celebration next to a really aggressive timeout celebration. And if there's any comparison, <laughs> something's wrong. Like this shouldn't be the, the way it is. Oh, that's a good one. It's true. It's true. And even soccer, soccer is not like that. I know there, you know, I know there isn't timeouts per se. Basketball is not like that. Like basketball, will call a timeout fourth quarter, 30 seconds left of the clock. Two nobody's, cheering. nobody's cheering. <laughs> Could you imagine, though, in the NBA, you're watching an NBA basketball game and they call a timeout. It's like for last shot. And the other team's like, yeah, totally. They just hike the basketball up. They just chuck it into the Like, it's the dumbest thing ever when you look at it that way. Yet everybody does it. I did it. I absolutely participated in that. I did it in the women's league for one volleyball. (laughs) 
I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I, I did this like last right. week. Right. <laughs> what are we doing? Condition. We need to figure it out then. We are a snooty sport. Keep going with We're your We're volleyball snobs, all uh, of us. I'd like another example, Garrett. I'm yeah, not quite sold. <laughs> what? I've given you two crystal clear examples. Oh, good ones. Crystal clear examples. Okay. What is it called? What is the slang name? This is for like a older, older crowd, more mature crowd. What's the slang term for a massive block? Wait, wait. I feel like this is now a trivia game. It, well, it is. And it sounds like That's, we're losing. No, can you get an older What would you term? call it, Josh? If I got blocked, I would say, Garrett, I got shit slammed for game point. Like I got Shit slammed. <laughs> Hold on. That's the term? Shit slammed? I got stuffed. Like, oh, yeah, no, like. Oh, I got. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It's actually like they hit the head. What is that? <laughs> right. Like. So the young kids, I've seen the kids come in and they all come in and put their hands up in the middle and go, roof. (laughs) What? Or at the older ages, calling it a shit slam. Like, and those are the biggest sellies in the men's game. Like if you get a kill, nobody cares. But if you block somebody like you're, you're flexing big time. And that that poor power who's like 33% would be like amazing is getting a lot of that. Yeah, (laughs) I got a lot of that in my career. I'm speaking from personal experience here. I got blocked the most on my team. Like, but rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah, like I did. But so, um, oh, you got shit slams. Like, man, like, come on. (laughs) Pastor one, he just sat from. Yeah, like, of course I got you. Go for it, man. Like, come on. It's like me going for a steal in basketball yeah. and missing and then everybody chirping me because of it. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like, yeah. And the roof thing with the kids, like, what is that? You're not even celebrating the, the point. It's like, no, we put a roof. Like the roof is implying I can't get out of my house with the ball because there's a roof in my way. That's the implication, right? Like the roof over top of you. And when you actually like scale it down, it's like one seventy second of a moment in that game. Yes. But in the moment, you're like, oh, my God, this is. (laughs) But really, there's like 71 other moments that need to happen for this game to close out. Right. Or you, the, the one that always got me is like with the kids when it's like a soft block that goes over everybody's head and like lands in the back part of the court where nobody is. And they still do the roof. It's like, what? No, like that's maybe a wall, maybe a slanted dam of some sort, but definitely not a roof. So there's a third example for you, Josh. Do you well, I'm glad more? you're aware of this now, Garrett, because in you know previous episodes, you admitted you coached a college team who had like rehearsed sellies. So <laughs> may, you're calling me out that you participated to, in this. Yeah, I have to admit that I was a ringleader for this sort of thing <laughs> as a coach, which is probably the the least redeemable position. <laughs> To be pushing for that sort of thing. <laughs> like the coach should be trying to be respectful. I was absolutely not. I'm trying to think of some of the cool ones we had, but we, I don't know. We never did like push ups or like did that sort of uh, stuff, check, but we definitely had coordinated obnoxious cheers. Check that shared Google Doc I know you created labeled cheers for our <laughs> team. Just post me the list. I know it's in there somewhere. Yeah, I got to delete the evidence and just destroy all the evidence of my. Uh, 
my coordination with the cheers. But no, absolutely. Like, but it's it seems so pervasive in our volleyball culture. I've definitely contributed to it, which is bad of me. But uh, I'm sure there's other stuff you see just teams doing all the time that's like kind of like just generally insulting that we just take for granted. You know what I, you know what I, what came to mind is the warm up. You know, when you're just, you're passing and everyone's yelling, Hey, 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 like again, imagine walking into a gym being like, how <laughs> is that the warm up? Is that, and you don't see that anywhere else. You don't go down a soccer field and see them yeah, what passing the hell are a they ball doing? and yelling, Hey, <laughs> or like in basketball, they're shooting their warm up shots. And every time they get it in, they like, Hey, no, like I'm not doing that. So imagine being a new player to the game and you come and like everyone's yelling for no reason in the warmup right behind the other team's hitting lines. <laughs> like you're right in their hitting line yelling a every now. Let's it's like this a little bit more behind the other team. <laughs> how insulting is that? Like, it's just so obnoxious. And that's that's our youth sport. <laughs> that's the youth, Josh. When you put it in that context, it's actually funny. Like imagine being a good athlete, but you in, in school, you just decide to go out for the volleyball team in your first tournament with the squad. You're like witnessing this and you're like, you're a high performer as like a swimmer or another sport. You're like, what, what world am I in right now? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we coming together after every single point? Like the guy's like probably, you know, first day he's like, this is a long game. Is it not? <laughs> yeah. Like first point, everybody goes wild. Roof, two, three, ace. <laughs> hug like everyone's hugging in a huddle it's like we're gonna play at least 100 more points right like i feel like we got a lot more to go oh man so maybe a good guideline then is if it would look weird for a person to be doing this in an individual sport we should maybe reconsider if it's something we should be doing in our sport so we don't seem so pretentious but could you argue that's what it keeps it exciting well, I, I guess, I mean, maybe, but also like, I think yes, but I think it has to go so far in, in a different direction, like to the point where you're trying to be entertaining, where it's like actually a fun thing rather than a, such a routine thing. Mm. You know what I mean, like when it's almost like cult, like in the way you're like just reciting these, Hey, <laughs> Hey, Hey, it's like, you're not even excited about it. It's just, you're just doing it because it's what you do. It's like that, that kind of scary. Like <laughs> you're being indoctrinated into the volleyball cult. How many times does the guy shank it? Like nine bricks up. You're still like, Hey, hey, yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. like really yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, so if you're out there listening, maybe think twice when you're witnessing these types of things in this upcoming club season, university, college, whatever, maybe just think twice about the things that you're doing and if we really like them or not. I think I would get rid of all those things we've mentioned if I had the ability to. And or, I don't. Or in the comments, you should put your favorite ace cheer. Yeah, V, I, again, appreciating you bringing it back to remembering that this is a show and we're trying to get people excited. And yeah, please type in the comments, if not for us, for V, because she's paying attention to what's going on. Thanks. Josh and I are over here just flying by the seat of our pants, going through the motions. I kind of want to see it go the other way where like Tom Brady's at the line of scrimmage. He doesn't like the look he gets and he calls a timeout and like all the whole defense just starts flexing and running around yeah. the field. Like we got him and call a timeout. Yes. Oh yeah, like God. that would be fun. You, you coward. You called a timeout. 
Yeah, like if you're on TV or watching a stream game, like that's hilarious to watch, right? But also, I don't know. Or, or <sighs> runner gets to first base, everyone just erupts, holds back, <laughs> tosses gloves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Maybe like, it's a bad example, but I don't think it is. I think it's very- no. A, a better example: got pitcher throws a single strike. And everybody starts losing their mind. It's like, well, we got a lot more to go here. Like, there's a lot of game to be played still. And volleyball definitely has that problem. And it kind of brings me to my next topic that I was hoping to talk about. Um, And time is flying in this conversation. If you're still with us, thank you so much for joining us. Hit that like button, subscribe, comment down below. My goodness, we need to hear from you. Um, But the topic I want to talk about was how volleyball generally, and I was talking to somebody else, And again, not going to name any names, but mentioned that volleyball is one of their least favorite sports to spectate despite love enjoying playing and like bumping a ball around and pass that hit, whatever. But that actually watching volleyball is incredibly boring and lacks any sort of dramatic interest for kind of a casual fan. And it kind of got me thinking, like, I... I definitely got that piece like with all this weird stuff we do, we've already mentioned, but also with it leading to the same thing happening every point, basically, and no dramatic buildup in the action. Like you think about a basketball game, you're watching the NBA, it's a set time, whatever. It kind of builds to halftime. They go for break. You come out third quarter and now we're building to the fourth quarter in a good game like the second half, you really, there's some drama tension there. But if you think about in volleyball, like when everybody's losing it and it's five, six, then when it's 23 all, it's like it, kind of the tension is lessened because now we're, where do you go from fully lo- losing your mind? Like you can't go anywhere more entertaining, more different. Uh, I'm just curious your guys' thoughts on that. And uh, volleyball, if you like, enjoy watching volleyball casually. You know, my mind goes to when uh, we hosted Pan Am in Toronto and I remember watching the women's semi and I think it was USA Brazil, but they called the tech at, at 16 and then somebody was up like 18, 17. So that was another timeout, but then somebody swung it. It was 19, 18 and that was another timeout. And I'm just looking around being like, we've played like six points and there's been three stoppages where at least in basketball, when like they're all, all the timeouts are at the end of the game, they're playing music, they're doing t-shirt toss, like the tension's building. Like there's so much stuff going on where I'm like a passionate volleyball guy watching a high level semifinal. I'm like, this, I'm so over this because every two points, somebody's got to stop the game for something. See, I just point as well. I, am I muted? No, you're good. Okay. Oh God. I thought I wouldn't. Sorry. I said that. Um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. No, listen, it's sharp cuts. We got to overcome things like this just to get the show out the door. So. Uh, um, I actually disagree with you. I think that it is the easiest sport to walk into a room, have no idea what it's about. And you're like, oh, three contacts. It can't hit the floor. I'm engaged. Right? Like it's, I just think about the Olympics. How many people do you have conversations with where they're like, oh, I watched the volleyball and and they got into it and they could actually watch a full game because they didn't have to know. OK, there's slight nuances to the game. Sure. But again, it's it's a sport that you can sit down and you can almost understand it immediately. So I, I disagree with you. I, yeah. I think. I think it's I've exciting said before, to I've criticized volleyball because I think it has a, a several weird plays like spectator weird plays. For example, like attacker goes up and hits it off the block. The ball comes back on attacker side, but goes out of bounds. 
it's the attacker's point when visually, no, they blocked them. Like they got a block or the attacker hits it and it goes off the top of the hands and it goes out the back. Oh, that's also attacker's point, but, but it went out about, you know, like there's visually some things for people to get around. I don't think that gets in the way of the entertainment value though. That's maybe some intrigue, but I do think that volleyball is so fricking repetitive and we don't really have like, what's our, what's our exciting plays when you think about some other sports like what's the what's the big moment in a volleyball game when you look at the highlights of a volleyball match or a volleyball set what are some of the keystone moments that tell the story of the game it's hard to find them yeah like where are you where are you getting excited where are you seeing it build up to this point where this happened right whereas in other sports for example hockey like a big goal or a big save you know really it's quite clear that that's what you know, was a was a catalyst for the result of the game or in basketball, you know, a big shot or a big dunk is an exciting kind of energizing play. Whereas in volleyball, what do we have? We have the block. We have the ace. And I think we have the big hit. Even a dig is not necessarily like a big dig doesn't really bring that because what if you make a big dig and then you lose the point? Like you made such a great play, yet it doesn't actually translate to your team's success sometimes. Like that's that would be my perspective on volleyball. And I I think we I think we need to do something to fix that. I don't know how you feel about that, Josh. Well, I think I I get V's point where somebody's channel surfing and they see how athletic volleyball is and they get entertained for a little bit. But I don't think they stick around. I don't think they become fans. And I think we've talked about this on the show as well, Garrett, that like other sports, I think football is probably the best of this. I've never played a game of football. But when you watch the commentators draw you into the tactics and what's going on and this is the situation and this defender didn't pull and that's what opened up this gap where even volleyball commentators, I would even question if they tactically understand what's going on because they're not sharing that with the fans where if I were to watch a volleyball game with my parents, even the commentators aren't showing them what's going on in a game where if you watch, I think any broadcast of the NFL, the, whoever the commentator is knows what's going on. Or I think the the Sportsnet hockey in Canada guys are crushing it right now on intermission and stuff like that, where I think casual fans will be like, this is athletic. This is awesome. But you're right. It's repetitive and they don't get drawn in. And I don't think volleyball tactics stick out enough to a common fan. that's going to be like, oh, look at them serving this zone or look how the middle pushed mm. this zone or did that. Like, I don't think yeah. the cool stuff is obvious to like the the common fan. Right. Well, we've talked a lot about the presentation of volleyball in past episodes, and we've kind of gotten into that because that's kind of a systemic thing that you could just do better without changing anything about the product, uh, anything about the game. No rule changes, nothing. And that would make volleyball more exciting as if we presented it better. But I'm talking about like, I think volleyball inherently to the sport has some problems. And if you think about the history a little bit, volleyball used to be side out scoring, right? Which is an incredibly boring way to watch a sport. You could go on for 10 minutes and nobody scores. Yeah. They just side out back and forth. Games could go on forever or they could be super short. Like, so we changed the rule, I think to improve volleyball. And I think it did improve the watchability of volleyball, but I think even still like what a hugely participated sport it does well at the Olympics. And we can't translate that into any sort of long-term watchability or bring people out just to watch a volleyball game. Like we can't hold on to the fan just of the sport. Even people who play like don't necessarily watch volleyball. Like I know people who play volleyball, played at a high level, go home and they'll stream a basketball game 
or they'll watch the NFL or, you know, they'll watch some of these other things. Now I know access, but like, I think there's some things about the sport that just suck for watchability. Like, so you're saying that it requires like a really, like a long stamina, like a big stamina to be able yeah. to kind of see something, get excited and then hold that feeling for the whole game. Because ultimately if every point is the same, then your feeling should be the same. Well, th- did I that, just take it too? Acad- you know what I'm saying? No, that would be ideal, but I don't think that's how volleyball plays out. Like think of how many games you've watched where the result of a set is determined within the first few points, right? Like you, you, you immediately see where this is going. Like a team goes up six two, you know, just on a roll takes control. Yeah. We see comebacks, but volleyball, just because of like the set number of points is a tough sport to really have these exciting comebacks to have like a close game is only close because the score is the same. It's not like you're running out of time. It's not, no, somebody's going to score 25 points in a set. Like I think there's some rule changes that we could make to the sport to actually make it more exciting. I don't know. I'm going to throw some, throw some at you here. Okay. I think, and this is going to sound controversial, but I think if we change up the blocking rules a little bit so that it gives the block more opportunity to score points, then I think that could make for a real interesting, whether that's we give some advantages with touching the net or we make it so that if you block it and it still goes on your side, it's still a block. Um, like that, think how much that would change the game, right? One guy's allowed to stand on a chair the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would be amazing. It'd be dangerous, but picture a play where somebody goes for a tool down the line, say a left side goes for a tool down the line. And instead of going out on the opponent's side, it goes way out on that team's side. But now that team has to go and cover that potentially if they want to win the rally. Interesting. Now you have to hit it around the block or make sure you hit it off on their side. Now the net play, you know, that might change things a little bit there on the net play. But think like to to a volleyball player, it's like, what? You're going to change like that. That would be just such a crazy change. Right. I can see you're already shaking your head, Josh. In your head, I can see the gears turning. You're going, I'm full of it. He's like, or he's thinking modified drill tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, Oh. yeah. Okay. You two with the analytical minds over there. It's a little all over the place, Garrett, because I find that baseball is very repetitive. Curling, say what you want about curling. Curling's on primetime TV when those big tournaments come around. And that is the exact same situation over and over and over again. And somehow people watch that and understand what's going on. So I I don't know how much the sport needs to change. But yeah, if you change a couple of rules, I'm thinking when I was around the nine man scene, the block counted as a touch. So the dig had to be like a set and like yep. the length of rally and the intensity and stuff going on. Like, I think I'd be open to some real changes that lead yeah. to like more excitement that like everybody gets a little bit fired up. I think stuff like that. So yeah, you're, you're saying if I attack and the ball comes back to my side, even if it's out of bounds, I have to go retrieve that or I lose the point. Yeah. Like you got to get it over the net. I blocked you from getting it over the net. So okay. I blocked you. I'm on board with that. I think. Yeah. Right. Like then when I'm jousting, I have to win the joust. Yeah. I can't lose the joust and win the point. Okay. I got to actually shove you on your ass and now we're battling at the net and now I'm trying to recover it. Like that makes the joust, I think a little bit more exciting, a little bit more like it is in beach. I think your point about the block touch, Josh, is a good one as well. If the block counted as a touch, think about these big physical indoor dudes. Block counts as a touch. Now the ball coming high to six back, he's setting it. 
he or she's setting it. Yeah. Like, and then it's a two how, ball. Yeah. That's like, what does that look like? Yeah. Maybe I fire it out to the left side. Who's already there ready to go. Like that would be an awesome play to watch, I think, and make each rally different. Cause now if somebody makes a dig and it doesn't touch the block, the rally looks one way. Whereas if it does touch the block, it looks a very different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or do you it's have not, to make, do you have to make the court bigger? I don't know. Right. No, I don't think we need to make the court bigger. We maybe need to make it smaller. Like volleyball is <laughs> a termination game. Like, th- like these, these top, top players at the highest level. And that's the weird thing too, about our sport, I think is like, think about the top players and what sort of stats they're rolling with and their hitting percentage. Like you have people easily go eight for 12 with no errors an outside hitter potentially right just because they get one-on-ones or whatever yeah and when you look at say a kid playing no kid is going eight for 12 (laughs) in the club volleyball scene (laughs) right like not a not a chance well i think they're they're almost so skilled at the highest level that that's then inherited like the the men's serving strategy especially in the ncaa like they're missing as a team like eight or nine serves like per set so as a fan it's like pretty hard to get engaged with that because it's like miss miss side out miss like absolutely and then going back back to like the the knowledge you need when you're watching, you don't then realize why they're missing all these serves. Right. Yeah, like, like, everybody hates sucks. it. I've commented. I, I used to play JV at my school. I got my <laughs> <laughs> like I've done live commentary and like a hosting of volleyball events a few times. And you know, you're sitting in the crowd, you're with these people who actually came to watch the sport and kind of getting a sense for what the heck's going on. And miss serves is like the worst. It's the worst thing for the sport. Like a miss, the more misters you have, just your fun time at the match goes down massively. And think about how many serves our international players are missing. But I'll tell you why. It's because when you don't have like that conceptual understanding of like, oh, it's strategy. They see it as a free throw. Right? I do too, though. But like, yes, but then some coaches would be like, you know what? I just told them to go balls to the wall with this serve. He hit it nine bricks up. And then the other person beside you who played JV volleyball, libero, right? Like whatever (laughs) says up. I could get over every serve. I don't know how he's on a full ride to UCLA. (laughs) It's true though. And they used the word over. You're right. They didn't get aces. They got the ball over. over. That guy couldn't get it over. Like they just knock it down to like the basic level. I would have just underhanded. Maybe you should start underhanding. So you don't. Yes. (laughs) People say that, but like, (laughs) right. Oh my gosh. So it is true that with the current setup that strategically makes sense. But if we're now the people who are trying to make our sport more entertaining, we need to, we could potentially make some rule changes so that actually down the road, we're going to see a lot more serves go in because it's more beneficial for the team to get the serve in. Right? Yeah, it's worth three points if it's in the net or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to extreme yeah, here. Like I, a miss serve worth two a, points. I thought of a story. It connect, my, so my brother works at a fire hall and the Olympics are on. And I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say the team. But he gets home and he's like, you know, we, me and my buddy's got a question. All the fire hall dudes. Like, okay, what's the question? He goes, you know, is it, how hard is it to put a serve over the net? <laughs> and so I can just picture seven guys in bunker gear at a fire hall <laughs> talking about a serve in their glory days or right. Like, and then trying to yeah. practice outside in the parking lot. Anyway, <laughs> it's just, 
Yeah, yeah. I get it. Good point. Absolutely. Totally. So what if a, a misserve was worth two points? <laughs> now you go for an ace. Sure. Go for an ace. We already established that the two, three ace cheer just buries people. So you want to try to go for that. But if you miss, it's two points for the other team. They immediately side out and get one. Now, was that just both teams still continue to just rip serves and miss and don't care? Like Maybe not. I, I don't know. know. But like, I like that. I like that a lot. Volleyball has no altering to the scoring system where you think about some of the most entertaining sports and there's a ton of alterations to the scoring system. The NBA has three different point totals that you could earn with an action, right? Like NFL has the weirdest scoring system ever, but volleyball risk. Totally. Yeah. Like there's no big scoring play because it's all only worth one. I I heard about this. I don't know. I I would have to thank friend of the show, Robbie Abrams for explaining this. I think it's the league in India. You can like decide before the point Garrett that you want to play like your bonus ball and the lights change in the stadium (laughs) and it's worth two points. I'm pretty sure it's a league in the Middle East. Right. So, okay. But let's even imagine (laughs) that. Let's visit that world. (laughs) Kind of fun, right? But now the lights dim. When are you using that ball though? Like, like when is that actually? Cause say you're at 23 points, you're up 23, 20, like you're, you're in control anyways. And you're like, uh, okay, yeah, well yeah, we yeah. haven't used, we haven't used the ball. We might as well. Guy goes to rip a serve. <laughs> like he rips the ACE. He wins the game. Great. Well done. He misses like, okay, now we just dim the lights and we're like ramp it up. Like everything focuses in for a miss serve potentially. But in the other situation, if I'm down 20 to 23, then yeah, let, let's dim the lights. Like who wants to be a millionaire? And now if I side out, like it's almost like tie game or if it's worth 2.3 points, I don't know what it was worth, but like that's some excitement yeah, I mean, to get back The more points the game. that that's worth, I think that gets a, <laughs> a lot more fun. Like imagine a situation where that's worth five points. Like, I, th- I think I contributed this problem in the Vancouver Open in 20, I don't know. I don't even want to say the year, but it was 20, 20, 20, 2001, right? It was, sure, sure. I was, it was I was 20 years ago? Yeah, or? I was nine years old. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, I have this very vivid memory of it being 24 all in the finals. And in, you know, Vancouver, you're out there, Garrett, now it's the Sky Ball culture. And oh, everyone chanting. is chanting. It's 24 all though. And I know I have this like this fear in the back of my head being like, I can't skyball it. And everyone's like skyball, skyball. Cause they want the entertainment. And I went back to this, you know, idea, this world of why would I, why am I going to skyball? I know I'm going to miss it. <laughs> right? right. So do you make it entertaining or are you that person that wins the game? Cause you put it over. I don't know. I don't now, know. I didn't what skyball. If a skyball is worth two. I didn't skyball and everyone booed. <laughs> Did you win the game? No, it wasn't worth it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see, then you should have skyballed. I mean, right? you didn't win the game anyway. Oh, man. Sorry, I cut you off. Keep going. No, we talked about that on an episode with uh, some of the uh, Out West boys, and they were saying, yeah, no, you got to skyball. It's how you earn respect out here. And I, I thought, like, again, to the, you know, to the snootiness of the volleyball community, like, absolutely, that is proving that point a little bit. But <laughs> Also, it's pushing for more entertaining things for people who are actually watching. Sure. Which I fully support. Like imagine indoors in those massive stadiums. If you skyball it, (laughs) you get two points. Yeah. If it goes through the rafters and comes back down, 
it's worth five. I don't know. Like it sounds stupid, but at the same time in basketball, oh, if you shoot it from within the, from behind this line, you get three points. Yeah. Like that sounds stupid too, but everybody loves the three pointer. Like everybody is, that's a big play in that sport. And what do we have? We have nothing, Josh. We have absolutely nothing. And beach is worse. <laughs> oh, now he's really fired up. Why I'm fired up. Beach is even worse because there's far fewer plays happening in beach. You know who's getting set. It's never a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe once every 27 points, someone might put it over on two. <laughs> yeah, like, but, but then somebody volleys it over on two. And, and as a volleyball person, I go, ah, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> when I was in JV and I was playing libero. <laughs> they can't even set it over. They can't even set their partner. They're setting oh. it over the net. They got lucky that person. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I didn't think with my current company, I would be the one defending beach volleyball. Like how, how dare you attack beach volleyball, Garrett? Think of the memories this sport has given you. As a player. I am not a player anymore, Josh. <laughs> That's why you're out. You're just like, I can't, like, I can't do it. I don't mind getting set every time. I'm going up and hitting it. I'm having fun. But if I'm watching somebody do that and they go up and like, I don't know, to me, a roll shot in beach volleyball, you go up and hit an easy line roll and the person dies for it and misses it. How flipping boring is that to watch? <laughs> like, it's so unexciting. There's not even any tension when the person's running for it. You're like, what is it's not even a hard hit. It's soft. Like a spectator's going, what, they hit it soft and he couldn't even go and get it. Like I, I hit it that easy with my buddy in the backyard and I can dig it. Like it makes no sense. Is that the next stage of peer pressure that we want the van open beer garden only cheering for hard driven cross attacks? Yeah. So it's just yeah. people strapping on these digs and transitioning. Yes. <laughs> that, hey, that's what I want. No roll shots in beach volleyball. Take away the pokey. You can't even pokey ever. Just extreme Forget- diagonals. Yeah, you can't tip. <laughs> You can't pokey. You can't even soft roll shot. They have a radar out there. And if it's below a certain speed off your hand, you lose the point. Two points if you blow up the digger. And then you don't even want like a lag time between the ball hitting the floor and then the person serving. Cause you're saying that's when you lose interest as well. Going back to Josh's point. So maybe it's a timed, maybe it's like 15 points. <laughs> How many who can get to 15 first in like 10 minutes or whatever ball hits the ground. You run back to line, serve quick. Well, so that time between rally things. So I'll point to the FIVB added the time between rallies rule. They regulated how long that had to be. And that came in within the last, I'm going to date myself here too, 15 years at least, right? I don't know how long ago it was, but they made that rule. And I think that hurt the sport too. Because if you think about the uniformity of time between rallies in the sport, it's the same every single time. It's like a rhythm. It's kind of puts you to sleep as they're like, oh, here they go back again. Whereas before... When you had a varied amount of time between rallies, maybe you get a ref argument, maybe you get some sort of, you know, stalling for time, maybe you get some sort of drama there, maybe you have an extra long celebration after a big play, extra short celebration when you're trying to move past something like that keeps things dynamic and a little bit more visually interesting for a watcher when now it's like, what is it, eight seconds you have between rallies or maybe it's 12 total um, that you get? It's like, okay, we're just boom. Boom. Like so, so smooth. It's not exciting. It's like a pattern. 
Oh yeah. They've even trained like the ball person to hand you like run up to you and hand you the ball. It used to be like you had to retrieve it or they might roll it to you. Now it's like they've trained the volunteers so yeah, well. Let's get like the ball carrier to you, whip Garrett. the ball at you. Like you come back to serve. They're just chucking it at you. You gotta, you gotta like catch it. I don't if know. You like, drop it, so, you lose the point. <laughs> if you drop it, who cares? Everybody boos you. Boo, you do, like, I don't know. <laughs> like it's just so, something exciting, right? It's just so monotonous. I find. So Garrett, do you like watching soccer then? Because there's not much stoppage or it's not a very dynamic sport. No, in it's incredibly dynamic. Well, in right? terms because, of stop times, like right. what's your feeling on soccer then? Well, I don't personally like soccer, but when I look at soccer, I get why people love it because it's this constant jockeying that never looks, I mean, when you look at it from 50,000 feet, it looks the same every time. Oh, they're just kicking it around. But when you actually look at what's going on, they're in a different position. Their mm-hmm. the formations meet and it's just such a variety of action here. Maybe they're playing defense. Maybe one team has 60% of the possession and the other team has 40%. Like it's it's kind of this and there's no stoppages. So everything is happening dynamically. Guys down getting injured over there and he's got to run off and they're still going on the other side of the field. Like that's kind of interesting too. Like we don't have anything like that in other sports. Like, so I can see why people love that sport because they feel like they can watch a million games and not feel like they're, they're getting the same basic structure, you know, even though the score looks the same every time, it's like, I don't know, anywhere from zero to three goals scored per team pretty much every time. Yeah. But but like, I don't know. I, I, I get that. Whereas in volleyball, like, I don't know how many, how many sea ball kills cross court are you going to watch in your lifetime and go like, whoa, like that was new. <laughs> There's so much hate. <laughs> I'm yeah. really trying to unpack it. Like my questions, I'm like, okay, let's get to the root of this. No, yeah. <laughs> where, where is the root of this? Score underneath the middle blockers inside hand, like 14 times a game. Like he lived on the same shot and now he's like, oh, that was different. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I would have been incredibly boring to watch. I did the same thing every time. Yeah. Almost had him that time. Almost had him I hit that it time. sharp cross. Almost had him that time. 95% <laughs> of the time. And they go, okay, I'm going to block more cross. Nah, you didn't though. So I'm going to just do it again. Like, I'm gonna I would have been so boring. One more time. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it again. Oh, yeah, we did try it. No, I still keep going cross. Like, I would hate to watch that. I mean, I would love to watch it because it's myself. I mean, I love to watch myself, but still. Or like, how many middle hits to five <laughs> are, are we going to have in the Especially lifetime? Especially the first five points of the game. Got to establish the middle. So we're just going to yeah, like, how many How many first side out quick sets where the middle hits it to five? Like, how many times are we going to do I that? I think we've gone full circle because now I'm thinking about the celebration being just as good as the first one. <laughs> <laughs> For the right. quick middle set hit to five. <laughs> right. We just, it's we what we circle. do. Like, we, you never escape it unless you get some sort of change. So I'm pushing for that. I don't know if the FIVB has any rules in the in the uh, crock pot, but I'm I support anything to change things up. Well, you've sold me, Garrett. We 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 can't stay where we are, but I think we either need to go more with the cheering or we need to get rid of it because the the examples you're bringing up, like a live soccer game in, in Europe, is fun because they're chanting, they're singing, like their yeah. people are losing their minds, and the ball's still in the midfield, and they've connected yeah. like three hats in a row. <laughs> So we need to encourage this like van open lifestyle where like somebody does score on a C ball at an OUA game. And like, there's a coordinated cheer from the crowd being like, yeah, it's like, like, or the crowd. Boo. like boo. Yes. middle hit to five. Boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't like that. Do something different. 
So like somebody, like that somebody level tips of knowledge, it. so they're coordinated, or we need to get rid of those tiers. Like it, it needs to like turn the volume up or get rid of it completely. Or it becomes tennis, like very <laughs> quiet. Yeah, nobody wants that. Absolutely nobody wants that. Not even tennis wants that. Like I support turning it up to 11. I mean, you probably could have guessed that, but like, let's go all in with that. Make it as fun as it can possibly be. Like, like why not? A section 42 that's, you know, the hooligans that sit in the section. Like, let's that's bring your that. Team. Yeah. No, that's your squad, though. That that energy is what your bench is bringing. Or oh, no, you no, see no. A- There's a separate section. Th- those are my <laughs> diehard fans. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Those are the ones that are borderline going to get kicked out, but just, you know, don't do yeah. enough to get. the. Yeah. Where's the volleyball rowdy. hooligans? We need some volleyball hooligans. Definitely don't have those yet. Going back so, to. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like when we went to Guelph University, um, it's kind of a, a rural university. It's not near really a huge population center. I mean, it is, but it's kind of a smaller town and their gym was in a barn. I mean, V, you probably remember that gym. Like, I don't know how many times you've been there, but it's like the fans are right, like right on you on all sides, right behind your bench, right behind you while you're serving. Like when you go back to serve, there's people right behind you. You have to kind of move their legs out of the way if you want more room. And the chirps that would come from Guelph were hilarious. Yeah. Like never spiteful, never like trying to attack you and like really make you feel like shit just trying to be funny mm-hmm. and have fun like uh <laughs> i don't know if this is appropriate but uh one time we were in guelph and somebody was chirping our coach which i immediately find hilarious the coach has nothing to do with anything yeah, yeah. like chirping them means nothing but don't yeah go for it but they were kind of going hey hey jim let's get a chub count over there hey how many how many chubs you got going on 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 the bench there and it's like we just love that because we thought yeah so then we started oh yeah yeah jim hey, let's, get, let's get a chub count over there bud and it's like well that's that's hilarious like i want more of that yeah instead of everywhere i go overrated every single time every single time (laughs) it was awful not even fun i was in vancouver and i was wearing really big earrings i have all these stories in vancouver and someone yelled but i loved it and the crowd liked it too I don't know if I liked it in the moment anyways, but they were like, come on, Kim Kardashian, are you going to dig a ball? And in my head, I'm like, Kim Kardashian. And I realized it's because I had these huge earrings on and like, that was their best chirp. But like, I hadn't heard a single word, like in Ontario, nobody chirps, nobody sits on the sideline and you go there and you're like, are you talking to me? (laughs) And it was awesome. Right. Pretty lame story, but it just, I don't know. Something's got to change. Well, I think it's a good example of like what we've talked about this episode. Like if, if we're going to be a snooty, snobby kind of pretentious community, which I don't think we are on mass. So if you're out there thinking I'm chirping you specifically, well, I might be. So just watch it. But if, if we're going to be like that as a community, then let's lean the hell into that and make it some fun. Like add some even more personality to that. Like if that's really what we're like, then let's just fully lean in. Like, I mean, you look at a sport like ultimate Frisbee and at the rec levels, they have spirit points. You know that? Like, yeah, like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Yeah, I don't know. Have you played Ultimate Frisbee V? Maybe you can shed some more light. I just looked at the rules the other day, actually. Um, yes, they have <laughs> spirit. Yeah, I don't know why. They have spirit points and the world championships, get this, is self-reft. They don't even have a ref at all. And I remember somebody explaining to me, they were on the national ultimate team and there was a huge blow up in the finals. And I was like, well, what was the ref call? And she's like, well, you had to decide between teams. Yeah, that's a mistake. I think, I think we, uh, that's a great example of two things. One we should take and the other we should leave and let it burn and die like spear points, like in actually encouraging the players in the game to have more fun. And if you have more fun and bring more spirit than the other team, it's going to help you win the game. But I like, think you're I think you're misinterpreting spirit versus sportsmanship, because I think ultimate is like sportsmanship spirit, whereas the spirit you're talking about is like a hooligan esque. Yes. Hmm. So I, th- I think we got to distinguish hmm. what spirit is. <laughs> there is a balance. And admittedly, I'm trying to take it in a place that is not unbalanced at all. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do hear you. I do hear you. I can only imagine 18 you crush and self ref game and Garrett saying you touch that. And then John may standing up yelling at a 17 year old that he touched it. And then Aaron could chimes in and then the whole crush bench chimes in. I, I don't think that would be good for our sport at the self refing thing at a national final. Yeah, we can get rid of that. But imagine if a big point happens and everybody's attention turns to the team who won the big point. And you look at the bench, you look at the team, you look at the players and they're doing some sort of interesting coordinated cheer and the ref is paying attention and the ref makes a judgment call for how many points that's worth like that would be terrible for the sport generally (laughs) but i think hilarious for somebody watching like that sort of stuff that'd be hilarious like everyone's everyone's like oh yeah like maybe they judge on audience applause of the cheer i don't know (laughs) there's there's an applause meter yeah, like if you the refs the measuring bell, like the decibel level, like, oh, it was only an 82 decibel. So that's three points, actually. Oh, no, yours. Yeah, no, 95. OK, that's a full seven points. You win. Like, I'm down. Imagine having a kid and you take them to the volleyball tournament and they're like, Dad, you have to cheer loud. Like, yeah. there's going to be a measurable device. Like when I score yes. an ace, you have to stand up with the noisemakers and get yeah. it. Forward. Like if parents want to inject themselves into their kid's game, what well, you better bring it then. Like, you better inject thyself because you're going to help the team win. Nope. I, I hear 12-year-olds and prepubescent crackling voices knowing that they get, like, 15 points for screaming. No. No. <laughs> Immediately, yeah. if I'm on this committee, I'm exiting this. Extra points well, for silence. If oh. the three of us were the committee... It sounds like we haven't reached consensus on anything, Nothing. except except that we feel like volleyball can be pretty snobby. <laughs> yes. That's the one thing we've all agreed on, which is kind of a sad, sad thing for us and our sports. So does that mean we are that? We are snobby? We're snooty? We might need to reflect on this. It's a sad realization coming across all of us in this moment. I have, a, I, have, I have a question. You guys are much more in the indoor scene. Are shoes now the cool thing? In a big way. Absolutely. See, see, this is new. This is new. I mean, but I get true. the shoe thing. Shoes were never cool. It was like everyone just bought the same Mizunos. Well, they still do that. But now but you got to have those Mizunos or some creative Nike 
or like basketball shoe you're bringing. I was bringing gonna that's say like the Kevin Durant. Yeah, like, Durant's, yeah, like. That's yeah, a- I worked at Canuck stuff for a couple of years where they sell volleyball shoes. And I'm like, I'm trying to sell people on a shoe that I believe is better than another shoe. Like I'm trying to sell them and it's not working because they need the crappy shoe that that all their other teammates have and they can't go without it. Yeah, which but, is just I mean, that's all sport. I get that. Yeah, but I the, like the at the university shoe. level where they splurge for like the custom Nike. So not only are they getting like Kevin Durant's, but like they're like golden bear yellow. So they look cool with their, their uniform. That that is that is just harsh. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in Canuck stuff. We've got a bargain rack and I'm going, hey, this shoe is sixty eight dollars and ninety five cents and it's way better. It'll be good for your feet. It'll last a long time. You're a great size. And like, no, give me that two hundred and fifteen dollar mizuno in the color red no i need it in the color red that's our team colors it's like oh my gosh like we are we are the worst we are absolutely the worst at least we got rid of the colorful socks and the printed spandex shorts for girls remember those did we cool if you had tomato printed shorts remember and they sold them in all colors like you had red shorts on your team didn't you everybody no and someone would actually come like with all like hundreds of spandex shorts in different colors obnoxious ones some had pineapples some had cats some had birds and you it was it was the cool thing to wear them i'm glad that is gone tossed same with is it gone none of us are coaching youth girls volleyball i don't know if it's gone No, no, out of three of us, nobody knows. Write it in the comments. Write it in the comments. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate that, V. But if anybody's still listening, I mean, what the heck are you doing? Like, we've been going for an hour. You got to get out there and play some volleyball because if watching volleyball is boring, then listening about people talk about volleyball, I mean, hopefully we're bringing some something interesting to your life. Um, V, it feels like we've got some topics even for a potential next time if you were to come on. I already feel that some seeds have been planted. I think so. And I felt like I'm just warming up here. I released some lame stories, you know, so we might have to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, this is this has been the full episode of Sharp Cuts. You've gotten the full Sharp Cuts experience. And I feel like we didn't really falter at all, Josh. I feel good. Sometimes we have like a moment where it like, you know, kind of we're unsure. We're like awkward pause for a while but i feel like we had some good rhythm today i think it just comes when you get one of your top guests like when you when you start thinking like who can we get this week and when one of the top tier ones confirms you just know it's going to be a great so episode. we should we should we should make this a thing and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna make this a thing because every week we're trying to get guests to join us because we don't really want to have to just look deep into each other's eyes and talk <laughs> just the two of us it's a little bit too intimate we need at least a third there to just we need a buffer yeah we need that buffer otherwise it's just two men looking deep into each other's eyes talking and i mean i can't handle that so especially with josh so what what i what i want to start doing and we did this last week so there's some precedence is revealing to the guest what order of the messages we sent out (laughs) to try to get a guest they were on on the list and where they where they ended up (laughs) oh goodness all right tell me so i I participated this week in the message sending which uh is rare is rare for me josh is pissed and he hasn't really said anything to me so i felt like i had to throw my weight around this time and i went over one i sent one message and got a no so so over one that's my contribution 
Well, you know, let's put it out there that we're, we're all friends here. Let's just put it out there to the, the one person still listening. V was my second message. I'll be honest. I messaged Melissa Humanoprentis first. I didn't get a response. And I thought, you know, Mel would be good. You know, it's be good. V, V would be good. Let's approach V. The fact that I was third in the overall draft pick, um, but came after the 2021 Olympian, 2020 Olympian, I can go yeah, to bed at night. I can, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, there's so many accolades. We're just going to stop. <laughs> it's not about Melissa right now. Okay. It's not. It's about you because she did not accept the offer. If I'm third on the, I can go to bed tonight. I can sleep well. Good. You're tied for second. I don't know if you're going to be third because you were my second. And. Yeah, I uh, just don't count me for anything because I'm unreliable (laughs) at the best of times. So last week, Simone was fourth or third. (laughs) Not only was he he was third, but I was like I was one for seven last week. It was not a good week for like chasing people and getting a reply. I'm glad Simone. But like I was so unconfident that he was going to confirm that I just kept going down the list. Yeah. So thank you so much, V, for joining us. I mean, I think it just demonstrates how much we owe you for making this show a possibility. Guys, thanks for thanks for having me as your third pick. Thank you. Yeah. So, hey, your first show. Now we've revealed to you what order you were in. What would you think about the show or about my order? Um, I mean, feel free to comment on both. But uh, the the show. No, guys, I think what you're doing is awesome. I think you're you're bringing some hype around the volleyball community, even if you spend half the show talking about how boring it is to watch. I think that you're doing some really awesome things. So yeah. it's cool to be on it. And it's cool to see Garrett. I haven't seen you in a really long time. Josh, I ran into you a couple weeks ago, but it's nice to chat with people that love the sport. Well, thanks, V. And, and thank you for participating in what is very clearly a fishing for compliments moment on the show. So I appreciate you, uh, you, you yep. playing into that. So we appreciate it. And the subtle chirp that we spent the time talking about how much we actually don't like volleyball is probably a bad thing to do on a volleyball show. But, yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. So, OK, you can um, cut that out. <laughs> yeah, Leave it we'll in. cut the first half hour. No problem. Um, if you're still listening, thank you so much. Um, I don't know what you're thinking. I mean, get out there, play some volleyball because you've heard today it's boring. Um, <laughs> but thank you. Hit the comments below. Um, hit five star that podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. So we'll see you next time.